Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. My name is Nate Niblink. I'll be your host, and I've got my guy Hutch here with me. Josh, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. I'm ready to draft. Yeah, today we're mock drafting uh, with a bunch of members of the Discord, some people from Twitter. We got a, a motley crew in here today, but definitely some names that we're familiar with. A lot of people actually that we've been doing best ball drafts with throughout the summer and the rest of the offseason here. Um, before we get into it, we're at six minutes away from the start of this draft kicking off. So uh, got a few things to get through before we get into that. The first thing is, uh, last week I said we'd be doing a giveaway for some Apples and Geno's merchandise, and we got a bunch of responses. Um, very thankful for all those responses. Thank you to everybody who rated and reviewed the podcast. That was really, really great. Um, but I do have a single winner for the giveaway, and that is Dootjas. Dootjas! D-U-T-J-A-S. Uh, yeah, you've won. Uh, I'll reach out to you on Discord, which is where you uh, sent me your review. But uh, you're the winner, and you'll be receiving some sweet Apples and Geno's merchandise of your choosing. So we'll get that set up. Don't you worry about that. But thanks again to everybody who did participate and did rate and review the podcast. Um, now we've got five minutes left till game time here, but I want to talk about our cacuffle teams a little bit. So I put up a <clears throat> poll on Twitter uh, the other day here. And uh, we had some pretty convincing results, and unfortunately, I'm here with the guy who got the best of those poll results. Oh, so yeah. uh, between me, uh, Josh, and Binksy, uh, the three of us are all in Kakuffle this year. Uh, obviously, I'm in, in the highest tier because, you know, uh, it's me. No, it's just <laughs> I've been in it longer. This is the first year for Binksy and, and Hutch, but... Uh, yeah, so I uh, I went with Yossi in the first round. That was obviously a big swing. I think it threw some people off my team right from the start. But uh, Hutch here got uh, Kucherov in the first, and I think that went well with the Twitter uh, minions, and they gave yeah. him they gave him the dub. It was a forty eight point eight percent voted for Hutch's team here. I got twenty five point six, and so did uh, so did. Um, Binksy, actually, we split the rest of the vote. You tied. But, but a pretty convincing uh, W there for you. Tied Hutch. for last. So, uh, this, is, this is your moment. This is your uh, big W of the year. This is basically your championship, right? You've won now. Like, you don't even need to play the season. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel pretty good about my team. I, I honestly didn't think there was really that big of a, a disparity in terms of the quality of our team. We all had very similar strategy. We all shored up defense early um, and then took some swings late in the draft. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I didn't actually think that there was that much difference in terms of quality, but uh, thanks everyone for voting for me. Uh, <laughs> feels, feels good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did the Tampa Bay stack. I feel like that was with the uh, point in Kucherov. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a little risky, uh, with, with injury history, but I, I feel pretty good about them this year. And then, yeah, I don't know. Got my boy, uh, Willie Nylander, mm-hmm. uh, got Adam Fox, Mo Sider, uh, Miro Heiskinen pretty early just to, to make sure my D was set. I like, yep. Uh, in points leagues going for d early which is what i'm probably going to be doing in this 
mock draft if if it's reasonable like obviously if there's if there's right. someone that i think unless there's like a forward that i feel like i i need to jump on um i i like shoring them up early because there's there, there's so few really quality defensemen that that scores score score lots of points yeah so um i like uh kind of stocking up on those a little bit when i can so um which is different from um when I would do like a bangers cats league, right. um, I would, I probably am not as aggressive in, in picking defense early. So I don't know yeah. about you, Nate. I feel like it's, it seems like you, you have the same mindset. Yeah, no, I did before I talk about that though. Uh, so it's Jason. I'm just showing his comment here, but he, he's the one who won do Jace actually, I guess. Cause it's Jason. Do Jace. Uh, <laughs> So very welcome, Jason. Glad to have you as part of the community and glad to be sending some merch your way here shortly. Um, but yeah, going back to the D thing. Yeah, you went, I guess, Heiskanen in the sixth. So yeah, bit of a reach, three, I think. Th- 3D in the first six rounds. Yeah. Um, I think we all did fairly similar. I think, I, yeah, I got uh, my third in the seventh. So I went Yossi in the first, and then I rattled off Right. Uh, four straight forwards, and then went Doughty and Wegar back to back in the sixth and seventh, and then I think Bingsy. I think Bingsy went three up. straight D. Three, yeah, four, so he five. went two yeah. rounds two, three, and four. He went Fox, Latang, Warenski. Oh, two, three, so, four. yeah. Um, and then kind of similar, actually, he faded all the way to the fourteenth with Vince Dunn there. Yeah. Um, and I actually didn't. I only have three D on my roster. Oh, do you uh, really? Yeah, because Anton Lindell was there in the 18th round, and I just couldn't believe Ooh, it. Yeah, and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna take him. Like, I have Landis Cog, I have Brock Besser, and I have Trevor Zegras, who may all start oh, the season yeah, on IR. So <laughs> I think I'm gonna have some room to make some pickups. Suffice yeah. it to say here. Well, and Lind- um, Lindell, like he he was taking line rushes on on the top line on the wing with Barkov yeah. and 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 uh, Verhage, I believe. So that's uh man, if he's if he's getting minutes like that, that's great. I, I I know I had that hot take where I felt like he was gonna be in the top six and he was gonna gonna move on into the second line, but I didn't think he'd play first line wing. That that would be awesome for him. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um before so we're just about ready eight seconds out from the start of this mock draft. Um I am gonna just run through the scoring real quick. So it's head to head points uh, was the format that we chose for this and we are using kickupful scoring just because I honestly can't be bothered to change my brain into other scorings. <laughs> <laughs> but uh as we go live here with the first pick um the goal a goal is worth 4.5 an assist worth three shot on goal is worth 0.5 a block is worth 0.5 a hit is worth 0.25 so half that and then a shorthanded point is worth one uh, and then for goalies you have wins and shutouts both worth two points uh save is worth 0.3 and a goal against worth minus 1.5 so the first two picks, nobody's surprised. McDavid, Matthews, Dreisaitl goes right behind. I'm going to follow in with Nathan McKinnon for myself. I kind of split us up here. I did a manual uh, draft order on this one just so that we wouldn't be like back-to-back or anything and we could talk a little bit about our picks. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like the top four is the top four. I don't think... I think that's pretty standard across most places. I've mm-hmm. seen... I know like the NHL fantasy on ice guys are taking Makar at like third overall or something. I'm not there hey, with that. Someone I, did in the uh in the patron league last night took Makar yeah, third overall. I mean 
I get the value over replacement argument. Um, I'm not personally doing it. I have them at five in most formats behind um, McDavid, Matthews, Drysdale, McKinnon. I forget who uh, I forget who said this, but after he got picked third overall, someone commented, "Is Vorp a category in this league?" <laughs> Fair question. Fair question. But yeah, we're uh, we're rocking here. So right after my pick, we got Kucherov. Marner went sixth overall, which is the highest I've seen him. Maybe maybe they were hoping for that sweet sweet uh, right wing slash D eligibility. Slash D? Yeah, oh with the uh, Sheldon Keith. That's so way in. overblown right now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I find it hard to believe they're actually going to put that into practice. But uh, it would be interesting to see. That's for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, after Marner, then Makar goes, then Rantanen, and then Ovechkin, and now. It's on you at the 10 spot. I am going to go. This is tough. I, I'm, I'm mulling over a few here. I've got Pasternak, Timo Meyer, Roman Yossi. I think I'm going to go. Um, I'm really high on Pasternak this year, and he's a right winger, so I'm going to go Pasternak. Nice. Yeah, I guess I should run over the roster settings that we're going to use. I made this super basic, uh, two center, two left wing, two right wing, four D, two goalies, and then four bench, so a 16-round draft. Uh, I didn't want to have it drag out too long. I don't think many people are super excited about 20th round picks, so uh, I, I kept it fairly basic here. So we have Kaprizov go off after your pick at the 11 spot, and now we're to the turn. Kaprizov uh, at 11 is pretty pretty good value. Wow, yeah, that, pretty that's, solid. That's uh, he fell further than I've seen actually. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Uh, I think what he showed us last year is probably. What we should expect on the turn here, we have Nimmer, and he's gone Kyle Connor oh, yeah. and Roman Yossi. Good call on Yossi. Yeah, I like the Yossi pick. I'm not a huge fan of Connor. I think I've talked about it in more than a few places at this point, but I do think that uh, Winnipeg is not going to ex- use their forwards in the same extreme way that Paul Maurice did. And so I've been kind of knocking Shifley and Connor, the ones that get knocked the most because they were seeing the most minutes before um but yeah i just i just don't think we're gonna get that extreme like 22 plus minute per night usage uh for these guys in winnipeg anymore and that really like you're talking about a two or three minute per night drop off and uh it's just impossible to to sustain the same level of production if you're not physically on the ice (laughs) uh so we're back to the two three with you here and headman went off after yossi and you're going with I went with Timo Meyer, another guy I'm really high on this year. Um, mm-hmm. I was mulling over him or Matthew Kachuk, and I, I decided to go with Meyer. He just gets those peripherals, the shots, um, and I mean he's probably going to be near point per game again. So I think mm-hmm. all of that included, um, I, I'm I'm very high on him, and I don't think he would fall to me in the next round. So yeah, Matt or Brady Kachuk, he's he's very similar uh, in terms of production. Uh, to Timo Meyer, he went right after to McJesus here. We lost Dingle, dude. I don't, or I don't know if he ever showed up here. Yeah, it seems like he's picking fairly consistently. So I don't know yeah. if it's just a glitch in fan. Maybe it's a fan glitch. It is. It is pretty glitchy. Yeah, fan has been pretty glitchy. We'll cross our fingers that that's the worst of it. But um, yeah, we've been rolling. So after your pick of Meyer, like you said, we had to Chuck Huberdo, Matthew to Chuck, and then Stamkos goes. 
I cannot believe that Alexander Barkov came all the way back to me here. Yeah. It's kind of a pain to take McKinnon and Barkov with your first two picks, but I honestly can't pass this up. He's by far my highest rated for the format at this point. Yep, same. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be Barkov for me. Uh, Stamkos and JT Miller went right in front. All right, so... Biggest reach of the second round? Anything jumping out at you? Anybody you oh, want to pick there? Not huge reaches. Uh, I would say, I mean, uh, mine's probably the biggest reach uh, based <laughs> on ADP, but um, no, I, th- I feel like it's pretty okay. JT Miller at um, JT Miller came after Stamco, so you got Barkov, Patrick Kane right after you. I feel like that's a pretty reasonable spot for Kane, Adam Fox. Uh, round two pick 11 also pretty reasonable for him i think so i don't know no no big surprises here so far yeah i'm finding myself a little bit further down on fox than most people um like for me he would be i'm just checking my projections if i go strictly by my projections uh for this format he would be my d10 um so he's definitely um not as highly ranked for me as he is for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I I mean, it feels like the point floor is really safe there, but mm-hmm. unless you're really expecting him, like I have him projected for 72 points and he's still my D10. Um, he doesn't shoot a ton. He's more efficient than he is like a volume guy and yeah. shots are really important in this format in particular. And then the blocks are there, but the hits are not. So um, just one of those things with uh, Fox, I think he probably fits like a points only for sure. Uh, he fits in this range, um, but I'm not sure for me personally that he would fit um, in this spot for this format specifically. Kenny with uh, Mo Sider at round three, pick two, and mm-hmm. then Sidney Crosby comes off the board round three, pick three, and Nate is back up. Yeah, this is a tough spot for me, to be honest. Like, um, the guys that I have highest rated here are not, like, the ADP guys. <laughs> uh, so I would have Jack yeah. Eichel. I'm not taking a third center in the third <laughs> round. Uh, so I'm not doing that. I, I kind of, honestly, I kind of want to just uh, slap, like, Vasilevsky or Shesterkin here and just make everybody really worried. <laughs> Start a goalie uh, I, run. <laughs> I think I'm going to just grab a D here and I'm going to go with John Carlson. Oh, sniping Carlson from me here. I thought he was going to fall. He's typically a guy that I value higher than a lot of others. Um, another, another safe 70 point defenseman. Yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, like when I say that Fox is my D 10 and, Carlson is my is actually my D four in this format. Um, by projections again, if I'm exclusively going by projections, like I'm not talking about an extreme difference in in projected points. I have them projected for let's see here. I have Carlson for four hundred and thirty one points at the end of the season, and Fox for three hundred and ninety two. So. Oh, wow. Uh, I guess it's a 40-point difference, so half a point per game uh, over 82 games. So it's significant enough, but I don't think it's, like, extreme. So 
After my pick of Carlson, we got Eichel, we got Aho, we got Panarin, and we finally get Vasilevsky, the first goalie off the board at 3-8. McJesus takes Aaron Ekblad, and it's over to you. Oh, man. So this is this is a tough one here. Uh, I, I'm in a similar spot where the, the guys that are, are at the top of my list are not ADP guys. So I think I'm going to take a D here. Uh, I'm going to go Chris Letang. It's a nice pick. Yeah, Not a guy Letang. that I, I I don't have him in any drafts, uh, any like actual drafts this year. Yeah, I think this is the first year that he's kind of been appropriately valued for a while. Like for the past two years, he's been a huge value because everybody just kind of assumes that he's injury prone and they haven't really right. checked to see that he's actually been playing almost every game for the past three years. So um, we got a question here. What are the scoring settings? Uh, so we we went over that a little bit earlier, but I'll hit it again here for a second. Uh, oh, I closed the tab. I got to look it back up. <laughs> so uh, goals are 4.5. Assists are 3. I'm doing this off the top of my head right now until I get it up. Uh, goals are 4.5. Uh, assists are 3. Oh, hits are 0.25. Blocks are 0.5. Shots on goal, 0.5. Shorthanded points are 1. And then for the goalies, wins are two, shutouts are two, saves 0.3, and goals against minus 1.5. I could probably show that on the screen for the people following along. It looks like we could be working on a D run here. So we had Ekblad right before you, then you went Latang, and then Dougie Hamilton right after you. We'll see what Nimmer does here on the turn. You go Wierenski? Oh, wow. There's Wierenski. So now we're fully into the D run, uh, which was kind of my concern too, right? Uh, and a little bit of what went into my thought process of grabbing Carlson at 3-4 is just to grab one of the kind of elite level defensemen and just kind of lock that in with the idea that there definitely could be this D run here. Uh, so Nimmer gets Wierenski and then he takes Shesterkin, the latest I've ever seen him, at 4-1. Followed up right away by UC Saros. So maybe we'll get into a goalie run here in the Well, I, I am going to shut this goalie run down right now <laughs> and pick Philip Forsberg. All Love right. me some Philip Forsberg this year. Yeah, so after Eichel, Forsberg would have been my highest ranked uh, forward at at uh, at my spot at 3-4. So I, I like that value a lot. Um, yeah, so we're coming back around. Um, your pick was the 4-3 there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's still defensemen uh, in this tier for me, but it's rapidly fading out. So I am pretty happy overall. There's Thatcher Demko four four. So we might get that goalie run yet, even yeah. even with your best efforts me. against it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll Brent see. Burns. We'll see how it comes. Brent Burns four five. So um, people feeling the the D rush a little bit as well. I'll see if my guy makes it back to me here. Somebody I've been uh, probably overdrafting, to be honest. But uh, we'll see if he comes back to me here. I can't give it away because everybody, I think literally People are everyone, definitely listening. I, yeah. I, I... <laughs> we have 14 people uh, watching the live stream, and I think uh, 11 of them might be in this in this draft room. We, right now, we really so. emphasized taking D early, early in the show before yeah. it started, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's backfired happening. spectacularly on us. More, more so than any draft that I've been in so far. <laughs> Uh, no it's all good yeah i've just got to make sure that i keep my queue up here in case my guy goes off because <laughs> you know that's the problem with running these drafts okay my guy's still here so i'm going kevin fiala here 
uh, guy I've oh, been nice. very high on. Has the left wing, right wing, which mm-hmm. is really handy uh, just for that flexibility. But um, yeah, I think Fiala, honestly, you can't say that his new situation is worse uh, than what he was dealing with in Minnesota for most of the season. Uh, obviously had some great chemistry with Boldy at the end, but I think uh, I think Fiala's best line mate he's ever had is going to be Anze Kopitar. So I can't wait to see what those two will do. Could be a slow start once again for Fiala. I'm, I don't really buy into the whole, um, like some players are just slow starters. I think that's probably just, you know, there are 300 plus players that we're watching for fantasy every year. And some, like <laughs> by the law of, large numbers one of those players is going to start slow every year for like three years and just gain a reputation for it so i i don't think fiala is like always going to be a slow starter every single year but he could be this year just because of the the move to la and taking some time to get acclimated so after i I feel like his uh his deployment is is as good as it's going to be though for sure which is nice probably the best he's ever had yeah yeah like he could be very very conceivably over 20 minutes a night yeah um so i'll run back through the last little bit of the draft just for anybody who can't see it on on small on the screen or uh is listening along (laughs) but uh so yeah we had to recap the whole fourth round we'll just run through it real quick shesterkin saros and demko were the goalies taken you took forsberg at four three hughes went off four six goudreau for seven, I took Fiala for nine, Zabanajab for ten, Debrinket for eleven, and then we had three D taken as well. Burns for five, Riley for eight, and Quinn Hughes for twelve. And we're into the fifth here. Svechnikov five one and Line A five two. And I gotta make sure I know who I'm taking here because I'm just about to be on the clock. And yeah, I got my guy. Cross my fingers and pray he's not taken from me. <laughs> from the evil empire, that would just be too appropriate. Oh yeah, the evil empire right in front of me. That would be a <laughs> that would be a little bit too appropriate. Darlene's not your guy, hey. I don't. Darlene think... is not my guy here. No. I'm going with Tarasenko. I uh, love Ooh, the right yeah. wing. He was love... at the top of my list too. Yeah, the shots, the uh, like he hits a bit. Yeah, he's gonna score goals. And honestly, I have a 17 minute a night projection on him. So like, anything he gets beyond that, upwards and beyond that, would just be gravy on top. So I'm pretty bullish on taking Tarasenko in this spot here. Oh, someone took Ealers too. Oh boy, what are you gonna do, man? You gotta. I don't know. Just my... the cue on the fly here. Uh, yeah, I definitely do. I'm. I'm thinking. Well, I, I don't even know if I want to say. Uh, I yeah, you can't say. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna think a little bit. For... <laughs> just think to yourself quietly. <laughs> this is great podcasting. This is good podcast. It translates really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after my Tarasenko pick, we got Eulers. Then Willie Nylander goes. Then Darnell Nurse goes. And we'll see what we get here. Uh, two picks more to go before you, so queue up what you can. Yeah, I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. Um, yeah, there's a number of there's a number of ways I could go with with this right now. I feel like there's there's quite a few nice names in this range. So we get Pedersen off. Elias Pedersen goes five eight. So one more pick till you. I don't think Pedersen was your guy, was he? Pedersen was not my guy. Not super high on Pedersen. Um, Lindholm mm. goes off the board. Perfect. I am going to go with 
I'm going to take another D here. Uh, I'm going with Thomas Shabbat. Little bit of a reach, but uh, I, I'm gonna. I like the power play time. He gets blocks, which uh, they're worth 0.5, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that his his situation offensively is is the best as it's ever been in his career. So um, I feel good about him, and he plays mad minutes, and he will still because their defense stinks. Yeah, yeah, and that's been kind of something we've talked about too with Ottawa. Like everybody's over the moon about Ottawa now. Like obviously yeah. the top six looks very solid. Um they still don't have elite talent, I would say. Um I guess you could uh still build in some hope that some of their young guys develop to that point, but yeah. Definitely no one with a pedigree that you would suggest is going to be an absolute, you know, hundred plus point uh per year player. Um so I think that Ottawa will definitely score goals. I mean they scored goals last year to be honest, uh, mostly yeah. coming from that top line uh, but still on defense like if you look through that defense and compare it around the league i think you'd if you're treating it honestly in any respect you'd honestly have to say i think it's a bottom uh, third of the league unit absolutely so we'll see what that means for cam talbot and anton forsberg i did take forsberg in kakupful um kind of a brand pick at this point i didn't really expect that to be uh, <laughs> one of the things that we do this year but uh, yeah i think forsberg what he did last year definitely bought him some trust with the coaching staff. You have to believe that. Uh, same coaching staff. They brought in Talbot, but they didn't give anything up to get Talbot, so I don't really think that um, he's necessarily a lock to be um, even like a, a 1B. Like I think if Forsberg was really hot again to start the year, they might end up just riding him. Um, yeah. I think that's well he, he looked a little rough outcomes. last night in Belleville. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Nick Robertson just absolutely wrecked him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and us as Leafs fans, we're hoping that uh, Nick Robertson kind of finally pulls it all together this year and can contribute. That would be really big for the Leafs. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, him, him and Malgan battling it out for that left wing spot on line two. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm back up again. I am going with... Uh, I'm going to go with Braden Point here as my first center. I've I've picked him in, in a few different leagues, and I'm really feeling good about points, uh, especially in this range. Yeah. Yeah. Brain point. I think last year was going off in like the third round or high third mm-hmm. round, even in a lot of places. And I just couldn't get behind that. But this year he had kind of a down year and now I think point is actually undervalued. So he's kind of totally. fully flip flopped uh, year to year. So I do like that pick. Uh, just to go back after your Shabbat pick, we had Noah Dobson go off. Then on the turn we had Heinz and Marshawn. So you finally get the Marshawn pick. And mm-hmm. right behind Marshawn, you get the Jason Robertson pick, which is also obviously a bit of a, a concern pick with the uh, holdout that's been going on there. So yeah. um, definitely if Robertson ends his holdout anytime soon, then uh, that's looking like a huge value, but definitely some risk you're taking on taking him there. After points uh, from you, we get Devon Taves and Miro Heiskanen. I'm holding out hope for one of my two guys left in the defense tier to make it back to me. Probably shouldn't have said that because you know, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> just going to hammer be... defense. Yeah, there goes one. If that's your guy. <laughs> Drew <Yeah>. Doughty. <laughs> yeah, so after Heiskanen, we had Markstrom and then Drew Doughty as soon as I opened my fat, stupid mouth. Uh, one more pick before me. I still got one more guy that I like here. Uh, he is below ADP. I wonder if I can push it. Probably not, to be honest with these guys. Uh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and take my guy. I am going to take Mackenzie Weger. Um, 
Yeah, you're high on Uyghur. I'm pretty high on Uyghur. I do think that, um, yeah, just what they showed with the power play one, that Rasmus Anderson wasn't able to hold on to that role all year. He got most of it, but not all of it. They tried Hannafin uh, several times throughout the year, uh, and especially later in the year. So uh, Anderson looks to be starting there again this year, but uh, if there's any... Um, miscontent with uh with Anderson then I think we are could potentially get a shot and even if he doesn't um you have such a safe floor with the shots and the hits and the blocks with Uyghur and the 5v5 play um I think his absolute floor is like 45 points with a ton of peripherals um so I think he's at worst probably like a high-end d3 on your team and yeah. at best, if he gets that top power play and actually plays really well, then he could be an absolute smash and end up scoring like as a top uh, top five even uh, defenseman in this format. So pretty happy with Wegar there. After Wegar goes Theodore and Shifley in between Theodore and Petrangelo, actually, which is kind of an interesting um, <laughs> duo there. What's your take on uh, Theodore and Petrangelo so far, Josh? Uh, I'm. It's tough. I... I, I think I'm probably higher even in this format with uh, on Pietrangelo. Um, he's getting power play one time. Uh, it, well, he's getting the power play one reps so far in camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's one of the league leaders in blocks. And blocks is a, it's a pretty, uh, um, they're worth 0.5 in this league. So yep. he, uh, I mean, and he plays a ton of minutes. Uh, Theodore doesn't bring the peripherals. He scores a little better five on five. He is a better offensive defenseman, but I just think uh, Trangelo, they're, they're pretty close. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's uh, probably pretty appropriate for them to be picked close to each other here. You're back up again. I'm back up. I'm debating my guys here. Um, I probably should go back into the wingers at this point. Um, but I also am staring down one more defenseman. And it could be a home run swing at this point. And I honestly think I can't pass it up, so I am going to go with Charlie McAvoy here. Ooh. Um, I know he's a bit away from returning to the Bruins, but I think I can skate by. You have to be confident in yourself to be able to skate by with one of these guys, I think. Uh, you can grab one of the Marsh and or mcavoy or anybody else who's injured or hold out and just assume that you can skate by be confident in your own ability to get by until um they get into your lineup and then once they get into your lineup you should be crushing things um so i really like mcavoy at seven four when honestly if he was um fully healthy to start the year uh, mcavoy would have been taken a lot earlier by me <laughs> probably, <laughs> uh, in the fifth round about would be where you'd go so getting two rounds uh, for a value there, I guess. Um, for the injury, um, that's about when I'm ready to pull the trigger on somebody like McAvoy. After McAvoy, we go Sorokin, oh, Hellebuck, Stutzla, Kreider, and Bouchard, and you're back on the clock. I'm back on the clock, and I'm blown away that John Tavares is still here. And looking at his ADP, it's down to 100.5. Is that just because he's been injured? Like, I don't think he's gonna miss that much time. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, so weird. The original timeline I heard was three or four weeks. And yeah, was last week, right? So, I yeah, I definitely, I definitely like his. I swear, his ADP a couple weeks ago was was like in the sixties. Yeah, and now it's down yeah, to one hundred. Right. Yeah, that's pretty wild. 
yeah, I like that pick a lot for you there. Um, obviously, I wasn't really in the market for a, a third center. First center. Yet. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and my first two with McKinnon and Barkov were center only, so it's it's pretty tough to to double up that way. Uh, we'll see what we get here on the turn. Uh, let's take a look at our builds, I guess, a little bit so far. So I've got McKinnon and Barkov, like I said. I've got only two wingers, uh, Fiala and Tarasenko, and then 3D with Carlson, Wiegart, and McAvoy. And what are you rocking over there, Josh? I've got, so I got Point and Tavares at center. Left wings, I've got Timo Meyer and Forsberg. Meyer's dual eligible with both wings. Uh, Pasternak at right wing. And 2D, I've got Latang and Shabbat. Nice. All so, right, we're coming around. We get Pavelski and Bergeron going off after your Tavares pick, and then Jesper Bratt. We'll see what Clark does here, and then it will be back to you. Yeah. Do you want to reveal anything? Or are you uh, worried about um, getting sniped? I guess here, I have like, one. one I, yeah, week? he's. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's waiting for me to say who I want or what. <laughs> but um, I, I'm feeling. Oh man, again, we're kind of at an awkward spot where some of these guys. Oh, we went with Matt Duchesne. That's a guy I'm pretty high on. I, I would have considered taking him at this point. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've, he's, I've found him kind of creeping higher and higher in my drafts. Uh, I'm, I'm just more and more interested in taking him. Um, I feel like he's another guy that's been disrespected um, just because his numbers last year were pretty unsustainable definitely but i just feel like he everyone harped on it so hard that yeah he's uh, he's almost underrated at this point uh i'm gonna go right wing and go mark stone all right mark stone in the eighth again kind of one of these guys similar to point i think where last year you would have had to pay like a third round pick for him and this year you yeah. can find him in the eighth so definitely don't hate that there uh i think he was yeah he was coming up on value for me uh, I've got a couple more guys in front of him, but definitely don't hate that pick there in the eighth. Uh, looking through these teams here, uh, I mean, it's an Apples and Genos mock draft, so you expect there to be some zero-G happening. Obviously, you and I, no goalies yet. Uh, we do have three other teams. Actually, it's kind of interesting. All the teams beside me here on my end of the turn, the one, two, and three spots, no goalies selected yet. <laughs> um Everybody towards your side, so 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and then 11 and 12 all have it one goalie at this point. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, four of us holding out, or five of us, sorry, holding out on the 0G. We'll see how long that lasts and who blinks first here. Uh, <laughs> taking a look at the goalies here. Yeah, you, there's some names here still for sure. Still Ottinger, Anderson. Um, definitely some names that people have been drafting very highly across leagues that I've seen. Um, I got to make sure that I got somebody lined up here because I'm pretty sure. Oh, a second goalie for I don't, Jake Ottinger. Yeah. Hellebuck in the seventh and then comes back with Ottinger in the eighth. Back That's back. Z B E R D A. Zeberdan. Zeberdan. Is that what we're going with? I have no idea. <laughs> Zeberdan, you got to tell us how to say your name. <laughs> your screen name, that is. I'm assuming that's not your real name, but maybe it is. <laughs> maybe. I have no idea know. how you'd say that if that's your real name. People have weird names nowadays. This is true. All right. So I end up with all of my options here, which actually, this is kind of the first time where I kind of wish that people had taken my guys so I could decide a little bit easier. Um, 
I think I'm going to end up taking Tage Thompson. He is center right wing eligible, so I can fit him over on right wing. And I saw another highlight of him just absolutely sniping the other Oh, my night. God. Yeah. Earlier today, Oof. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Was that it was today? disgusting. Yeah. I think it, or today or yesterday. I can't remember. Yeah, it, it might have been today. Life is a blur with a two-month-old. But, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fully back in on Thompson. He took a massive step last year and completely looked the part. So I'm happy to get Thompson in the eighth round here. Uh, Klingberg went in between Ottinger and my Thompson pick there. Man, so we'll see. D is getting now. scarce right now. D is definitely getting scarce. I'm happy to have three, even though McAvoy obviously won't be there to start the season. March or so, actually, the other guy I was considering at that spot. Uh, he goes right after Drake Batherson at the 811. Obviously, if he plays the full season, he'll be a value at that slot. Um, still, yeah, I honestly don't know what kind of take. Like people have asked me what my take is on the Batherson situation, like where to draft him. I think it's fine to draft him here. I also think it's fine to, if you just don't want to uh, have the headache or be yeah. associated with a person who it may come out was guilty of some pretty terrible things, um, then that's totally fine too. Fantasy is supposed to be fun and you play it the way you want to play it. Um, so that's basically been my take on Batherson. Obviously, if he does play and plays at the level he played last year, he'd be a tremendous value uh, at the end of the eighth here. Trocek goes at the 8-12, and we're waiting for the second pick off the turn. I wonder if we'll get a goalie here now with these three guys coming yeah, back. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared there's going to be a run here. Oh, Jordan Cairo. Jordan Cairo. So sticking with 0G, going into the 10th for Newcomb here at, out of the one spot. We'll see if Kenny does the same thing. At nine two, see if he stays true to zero G or if he's gonna if he's gonna cave to the pressure of Frederick Anderson or one of these other guys uh, <laughs> who he might like. Cole Caulfield, he oh, he, Cole Caulfield. He was up pretty high Very on nice. my list here. I don't Very really nice. need a winger at this point, though. Yeah, I do need wingers. Um, I'm rocking three wingers: Fiala, Tarasenko, and Tage Thompson. I've kind of backed myself into a spot here now where I kind of need left wing more than right wing, uh, which is a little weird, but I kind of also would just prefer to have a left wing, right wing guy. Um, looking at my list here, there's not a lot of these guys uh, who I'd really want anymore. I guess I guess my highest ranked now is Kempe, and I could stack him here with, um, with Fiala. Um, it would probably be the most I'd want to do a stack uh, in L.A. is two guys uh, but i think i'm gonna go ahead with that here uh kempe just fits this format pretty well goal scorer yeah. shooter um similar to fiala really in those respects um so i think kempe is a fine pick in the ninth i don't think there's a a tremendous amount of upside uh with kempe to like really take a huge step and be like a point per game guy or anything like that uh, but i think he's I think unless like Arthur Kaliev or somebody like that totally unseats him, um, then he should be a pretty well a fixture on that top line with Kopitar and Fiala all year long. So I uh, feel pretty confident that he's going to be at least um, solid value, if not terrific value, uh, at 9-4. After that, we go Malkin at 9-5, which feels pretty good if you need a yeah. center. Um, and then Justin Falk, 9-6, um, obviously. St. Louis Falk has been underrated for some time. St. Louis runs a, a pretty split power play overall, and Falk runs one of those units and has tons of banger um, 
cats that he fills up. So in a format like this, those aren't like super highly weighted, but blocks are fairly highly weighted. So uh, he will be plenty valuable there. And then we get Frederick Anderson finally going off at 9-7. That's probably that's, one of the that's latest. That's a nice spot for yeah. Frederick Anderson. <laughs> that's probably one of the latest spots you'll see a Frederick Anderson go off and definitely good value. Um, if I wasn't playing 0G chicken with all the other guys on my end of the turn here, I probably would have considered Anderson at 9-4 there, to be honest with you. Uh, then we get Tara Vinen and Rob Thomas, and we're back up to you. All right. I'm gonna, I gonna got to take a D here, so I'm going to go. This is a slight reach, um, but uh, in terms of power play quarterbacks, he's one of the only ones left, so I'm going to go Eric Carlson. All right. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I've uh, I've had Carlson a lot higher rated than most people that I've seen um, around the yep. fantasy hockey Same. sphere for some time. Um, so we got Kenneth here saying, I continue to see Batherson fall in a lot of mocks, find myself drafting him a ton. Yeah, like I said, uh, if he remotely approaches what he did last year, then I think at the 8-11 where you got him there, Kenneth, I think that's pretty good. Uh, right after Carlson goes Chikrin. Uh, that's a spicy pick for me uh, a little bit. Uh, he's yeah. dealing with an injury, and it's one of these situations, too, where he's, like, very publicly doesn't want to be in Arizona. Um, so you I, – I, I hate to say this about any player, but um, you wonder if uh, his – motivation to get back on the ice will be uh truly there if he's just hoping for a trade right um so chickering gives me a lot of pause i wonder what his true ceiling is while in arizona obviously if he gets out of arizona and he has a good integration with a new team then you could be looking at a star um but i think you're kind of i don't know you're betting you're making a big bet there both that he'll be traded and that it'll be a uh i really great fit almost immediately because obviously he's not being traded right now so uh, you would think if there was a trade out there it probably would have happened by this point um, so I have some concerns with Chikrin I mean getting to the end of the ninth round it's hard to hate on any pick really too hard at this point um, but I just personally haven't found myself with Chikrin like you having Carlson right there I'm, I'm taking Carlson in a in a league like this 10 times out of 10 over 100 percent 100 percent then we got uh, Tyler Toffoli and Tristan Jari at the turn. So, so oh, Jack Campbell goes. Oh, boy. I feel like uh, at this point, my only space that's not my bench, uh, I have one D left and two goalies, and I'm not really stoked about the D that are on the board right now at 111. So I think I'm going to have to go Sergey Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. <laughs> All right, the 10th round, the fabled 0G round. Do you adhere to the 10th round 0G cutoff or you... I mean it I I have drafted in the 10th round uh, goalies this year, but I'm not no, I don't I don't think that there's a firm cutoff. I think in this format with these roster spots, it kind of makes sense to me um, just because, but I, I mean, in the, in the cup full, there's, we have two extra skater spots. Um, there's a league that, well, the five full five old fantasy hockey listener league I'm in um, also has those two skater spots. So in that situation, I'm probably still drafting forwards. Um, mm -hmm. 
So I, I actually, I think in the five hole league, I didn't pick a goalie until round 12. So that's, I mean, yeah, it, it's all about, it's all about what's out there too. Um, sure. There's, there's still some quality goalies here right now. Um, I've, I've been, Bobrovsky has been probably the highest caliber goalie that I've been drafting mm-hmm. uh, this year. So um, I, I, I just felt good about taking him there. Yeah, anybody who's uh, been into my tiered ranks would see that I have uh, Bobrovsky actually tiered down from a couple guys who are still out there, which would be Kemper and Fleury. Um, But I can see the argument. Um, I just think that this could be the year. I'm not saying it is, but there's a better chance this year than uh, before that this could be the year that Spencer Knight starts to work in a little more time. Especially with that contract. Yeah, yeah. Now it was a weird contract. contract. It was a weird contract. <laughs> uh, as we say that, I get back on the clock here. I'm just going to cast a quick guy over at D to make sure I'm not missing anybody who I'm super high on. Nope. There's nothing over there. There's at nothing D. there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Zach Hyman here. I'm pretty interested in Hyman. Uh, it seems like they've been. Um, favoring him for the top power play over Evander Kane a fair bit. Um, I honestly haven't seen any power play lines for Edmonton. I might go check that for a second right now. Um, But I think there's a good chance that he ends up getting a good chunk of that power play time. Obviously, he's going to play in the top six. um, So whether he's playing with McDavid or Dreisaitl, um, I don't think either of those are a bad spot to be. Uh, So... I'm pretty happy with Hyman at 10-9 right after we get Sagan. And then Marc-Andre Fleury goes to Kenneth, breaking the 0-G streak at 10-11. So there's, what, three three guys now without a goalie? I believe so. And Josh Morrissey goes off the board in round 10. Man, the, the D is scarce right now. This is... Crazy. Did we do this, or is this just we definitely uh, smart people? <laughs> well, I don't know. There, it could just be smart people, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Claude Giroux, Pierre-Luc Dubois. So Newcomb is is sticking with zero G till at least round twelve. And Elvis Merzlikens goes off the board to Evil Empire. So it's just you and Newcomb left that haven't picked a goalie. I'm tempted to do it here. Uh, there are other guys that are also very tempting to me at the forward position. And anybody who knows me knows I love to build out those uh, those top forward spots. And I think uh, this is really tough. This is really tough. Just considering, Just considering the board and what I think might come back to me, I think... I'm going to have to go with my guy, Trevor Zegers. I know he's injured. Uh, that's the reason he makes it to the 11th round here. Um, but I have Zegers projected for almost a point per game this year. And honestly, I don't think that's outlandish. Um, he's going to get more ice time with Getzlaff out of the way, uh, top the lineup. And honestly, he didn't even play like a ridiculous amount of power play time last year. Uh, I know people are going to be surprised by that, but... Really, if you look into it, can <laughs> scramble says, <laughs> yeah, I sniped him there on Zegris, so that feels good. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for saying that. That that makes me feel feel better about the pick for sure. Um, also in the chat we have T six represent. Is that aimed at you, Hutch? 
are you tier six represent. oh yeah uh in uh oh yes in, in uh no five hole fantasy hockey oh i see what's uh, uh, what's your team name zach yeah let's get sex throw that name. in the, throw that in the chat and then we can pull it up and roast it live is that what we're doing here yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so Hook and Scramble goes Bertuzzi after I snipe him on Zegris. Oh, shoot. And then Kopitar and then Petrie. Uh, Petrie is actually my next highest rated defenseman. I think he's in a good spot actually in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's never really been the guy. Uh, obviously, last year he was supposed to be the guy in Montreal, and that didn't work out. Um, but when he hasn't been the guy, he's been very good for fantasy. So I'm uh, pretty okay with Petrie in the 11th. Sergachev goes right after him. Actually kind of similar uh, players in my mind, Petrie and Sergachev. And then Alexander Georgiev at 11-9, which I think is a really nice spot to take Georgiev. Uh, you get all that upside of uh, if he is good and the Colorado starter, like that's a smash play. He could easily outperform. Uh, he could be a top five goalie uh, in the league. Uh, in this oh. format for sure so now we're on you josh what this are you gonna is, do this is tough i think i'm gonna go matt boldy here i think it's a pretty good spot for him he's dual eligible um i had some other guys higher but i like the flexibility of boldy uh and it looks like mm -hmm. he's gonna get pp1 this year so that's that's really nice for sure so we get Boldy there, and then we'll come around the turn here. We got going back to the chat. We got Zach said his team's name is Bruce Lee Shape Shaped Dent. Oh yeah, uh, were you first overall? Yeah, I think you you had the first pick. Maybe I could be wrong, but yeah, that sounds familiar. Here, let me. I, I'm gonna pull you up here. <laughs> and then we got Kenneth said his is kale salad in that tier. League oh yeah, well. yeah. Kenny's in Kenny's in that league too. Yeah, that's I think, awesome. Uh, and then I think the Mark Skinner is also there too. Oh, that's crazy. Everybody's yeah. in there. Yeah, and we all, got Shane. All, all the boys. Shane Thompson says Boldy's gonna be great. So a little bit of a, a little bit of a plug for your pick there, Hutch as well. Awesome. And Zach says yes, so uh, it sounds like he was the first overall in that league. If I, if I believe, if I if I remember correctly, I think he took, yeah, Vasilevsky and Shesterkin at the turn at one point. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not a zero-G Not zero-G at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I think I'm back up again. Uh, yep. Okay, so Suzuki and Kadri went. I really like Suzuki. I'm kind of bummed about that. Um uh, Alex Tuck is still here. Thomas Hurdle, Clayton Keller. Oh my God, this is not <laughs> a good spot right now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alex Tuck, right wing. Don't really feel great about that pick, to be honest. All right. So let's see what my odds are here. I'm going to go ahead and say it live, even with all these people waiting to snipe me. Uh, <laughs> but I am looking at taking a goalie. Finally, at this point, I'll uh, I'll get in front of... <laughs> not Jordan uh, Bennington, though. Not He's Jordan gone. Bennington. Jingle <laughs> dude takes Bennington right after McJesus takes Hurdle. Uh, Watch this so just we'll like see. a string of goalies now. Yeah, this will be three straight goalies right before my pick. I have no doubts. Um, but all these guys do have two goalies, so it would be kind of a reach if if they take a goalie. I think I think we know that they're messing with <laughs> that me they're here. just trolling you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean I could respect it. That's it's totally something fine. I would do. To be honest. <laughs> so we'll see what comes off here. 
Uh, I do have other options, obviously. There's lots of guys that I do like um, at other positions, but if I do get one of these two goalies that I'm looking at, I think I'll finally pull the trigger here in the 12th. Uh, Bowen Byram, I like that pick in the 12th round. I've been talking up Byram a fair bit, and I've heard a lot of smart people talking him up as well. If you look mm -hmm. at his advanced stats, they are just off the charts in terms of the rates. Um, so hopefully, uh, there goes Matt Murray. Who is, Matt Murray, oh boy. Was going to be my pick there. Um, uh, honestly, I might just push it. I might just yeah, push at this it point, again. At this point, it's probably, I would just push it as well. I did have another guy I was going to take, but now that it's on me, I'm feeling like I don't want to. I want to <laughs> force Newcomb to take a goalie before me. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just a pride thing at this other. point. No, I'm just going to go down. Goalies at all. Yeah, no goalies. No goalies. going to go down swing into the <laughs> last round. True 0G. <laughs> True 0G. I'm going to go ahead and match up Jeff Skinner with Tage uh, oh, Thompson. That's here. so on brand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've said it enough, but Jeff Skinner was just totally disrespected by people who didn't realize that it was basically just the coaching problem that kept him down um, with Ralph Kruger in Buffalo. And then, wouldn't you know, as soon as someone comes back who actually realizes that Jeff Skinner can score goals, he starts scoring goals again. So I think I've I've said my piece on Skinner, but um, I feel like he's almost a guaranteed 30-goal scorer. Um, year in and year out, and he's going to shoot a lot, which is great for this format. So pretty happy with him there. Gostaspera goes after, and then Nichushkin, uh, both good picks in the 12th round for me. We'll see if Newcomb finally caves and takes a goalie, <laughs> or if we're going to play zero G chicken he's for thinking, another round. He's thinking about it. He's thinking. <laughs> uh, we got another comment from Shane. Whatever good vibes Georgiev gives, Murray should be same, right? Uh, he definitely. Says, he says you win. <laughs> Anton Forsberg. <laughs> he takes Forsberg and says I win. I love it. Sorry, you keep going. Yeah, no, Shane Thompson, we had another comment on, on YouTube here. Whatever good vibes Georgiev gives, Murray should be the same. Uh, absolutely, I believe that. Um, Georgiev and Murray are two people I, I view pretty similarly. Um, both should get the every chance to be the starter. Uh, whether they seize that is up to them. But the upside is so high that, like, if you're getting them in the 11th and 12th round, I think that's a smash for sure. Uh, Shane also says, uh, Tuck in Buffalo 2 undervalued, he thinks. Um, definitely, as a right wing, um, hardest yeah. position to fill, as we've all been saying. Uh, definitely don't hate that. Uh, Gibson was the other guy I was actually considering at the last pick, and now he goes off, so now I think I'm just going to go over to D and see what's left here. It is ugly <laughs> over bad, at buddy. D. I kind of feel like I need to fill this position. I also don't have even McAvoy. is not really going to score me any points. Um, so I do feel like I should probably grab one of these guys to fill in. Uh, I think... Oh, this is gross. This is really gross. Don't pick my guy. Don't pick your guy? No. I'm going to grab Tyson Berry here. Um, oh, that's not a bad pick, actually. In the 13th that round, my guy. I expect him to start on the top power play unit, play a bunch of power play time. I don't think... I think last year was his floor. Um, and he's still... Honestly, like if you look at his end-of-season stats, they weren't that bad. It's just these guys who don't provide the peripherals when they're not scoring, when they go through these cold streaks... You're like, what What am I doing with this player on my team? So um, I'll try out Barry uh, in the 13th round. Like, 
any player from here on out, like you're never going to be too married to them. So if he gets cold or Bouchard bumps him off the top power play, then he, I just kick him to the curb. I uh, wouldn't be too worried about that. Hook and Scramble said he had to pivot off Barry. Uh, <laughs> so that sounds like I've sniped him a couple times here, which makes me feel good. <laughs> he goes with Zuccarello. Then we get Keller and Wheeler behind that. Dingle dude and McJesus, and it'll be coming back to you. Are you nice thinking little, about Nice it? little right wing run here. Yeah. Peron pretty, pretty quality guys for, for this point of the draft. Okay, so my guy is still here. I'm going to take a swing right now for my last D spot. Uh, I'm going with Owen Power. I think he's going to be played a lot. Um, any Anyone that I've heard talk about him that has seen him play just has nothing but great things to say about him. He really, to me, feels like potentially a future Victor Hedman um, just with that big body and the the skating and the skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think um, he's going to be awesome. May not be, may not get the opportunity this year on the power play just because Darlene, I think, is going to gonna quarterback PP1. But um, I think he's going to get a lot of ice time um, mm-hmm. just because similar to Ottawa, and Ottawa has a has another guy in a similar position as as Owen Power, Jake Sanderson. I think they're both going to get played a lot this year and could be Calder Trophy candidates just because both teams' defense uh, is not good, so mm-hmm. they're they're going to be leaned on a lot for sure. All right, after your pick, we get Cam Talbot. So Clark betting on the other side of the Ottawa tandem there. Then we get Boone Jenner for Nimmer as the first pick of the turn. We'll see where he goes with the second one. I am filling my queue with goalies at this point, uh, obviously into the 14th round. Uh, I did something similar, honestly, in my in my couple drafts, so it's not like this is uh, this is new territory for me. I took my first goalie Vitek Vanacek at the 14-12, 194th overall in Kukuffle. So, um, if anyone's wondering if I actually do. Uh, fade goalies in my leagues that I actually want to win. Uh, I definitely do. <laughs> oh, Clark said he didn't actually want Talbot, but it wouldn't let him draft the guy he wanted. That's too bad. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Who did you want? Nice. Let little, us know. Uh, yeah, nice little uh, Fantrax glitch for us there in the 13th round. <laughs> um. So we got Clark. Clark trying to pick again. Maybe it's glitching on him again. Yeah, we'll see. That's not good. That's no fun, bud. Billy Huso, oh boy. Yeah, to get auto-picked. Yeah, that's not good. He's exceeding All right. active player maximum. That oh, would be that's, a new one on me. That's very weird. All right, we're back to you, Josh. All right, man, I'm going to go with my boy. I wrote about him in my first Zero G to Victory article. I'm going to go with... Whoa, I got the same uh I got the same message. That's weird. Um okay. Not letting me pick. Cause your team to have an illegal roster. Well, maybe it's a problem with the settings. Maybe I said yeah. it wrong and everybody's gonna have terrible. Oh, you know what it, it's uh move an active, move player, an active to the player to your bench. Okay, well it's too late now. I picked Carter Hart, so this all is right, funny I guess because he's... now all my zero G goalies are gonna go off. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna want to pick for everybody. It's just conspiring <laughs> against me right now. <laughs> They're on Jeremy Swayman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're gonna have no goalie good. left. 
<laughs> it's probably honestly a fan track setting that I overlooked when I was making the mock draft up, and it's just gonna conspire against me. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> In the 14th round, I'm not gonna be able to get any goalies that are worth a damn. That's so funny. Apparently, uh, yeah, Matthias is saying if you move an active player to your bench, it'll be okay. Um, I did. I did notice that when I picked Owen Power, he went straight to my bench. So I'm not sure if that has something to do with it, even though I had an open D spot. But oh well, it is what it is. I'm gonna try. I I'm, guess I'm preemptively moving. We'll try that, guys, from all of my positions to the bench, <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't happen to me. It will just have bench spots everywhere. So after, yeah, so we end up with a little bit of a goalie run there, kind of enforced goalie run, I guess. <laughs> uh, really, Huso, Carter, Carter Hart, Jeremy Swayman, and then we go Andre Kuzmenko. That's a good pick in the 14th, like that. Seth Jarvis, love that. Tanner Janot, good pick. And Sam Bennett, love that. Sam Bennett has been, honestly, at the top of my queue for a long time, but with already having two center onlys, uh, I just couldn't stomach yeah, a third. That's tough. Um, honestly, at this point, I shouldn't take Troy Terry here, but I mean, he's going to score points. He's on Anaheim, which is obviously all those off nights. I already have Trevor Zegras, so I get the stack there. Um, I'm already fading goalies this far. I may as well fade them a little bit further here. Um, really Jeremy Swayman was who I was hoping would make it back to me there. Cause I think he has the most upside of any of these guys left. Um, so if Swayman had made it back to me there, I probably would have taken him, but being as it turned out, I'll go for Troy Terry in the 14th round, which is just total disrespect. Um, <laughs> if we're being honest, Matthew Barzal, Mar Matty Beneers, and then Michael Bunting. Michael, Michael Bunting is playing on the top power play in John Tavares's yeah, absence. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, which is something I wrote about as well. One of these guys that, um, you call it like contingent upside, I guess, like, you have what they're projected for, but if they're next in line for a promotion, um, kind of the same thing you would say, I guess, about Arturi Lekkonen with Landeskog uh, being out. Lekkonen um, moves up into that top-line role and top power play uh, we're seeing right now. Uh, Francois goes off 15-1. Kalen Addison, who's been taking a turn on the top power play in Minnesota, goes yeah. off 15-2. Ricard Raquel goes off 15-3, and it's back to me to take my... Uh, absolutely all-star caliber goaltenders here. I'm going to go with Vitek Manacek, who I did draft in Kukupful as well. Uh, I think he gets first crack at the starter job in New Jersey. They paid him like it, so we'll bet on that, and we'll see where it goes. I'm honestly not expecting great things, but um, I'm basically willing to take anybody who's going to get a crack at a starting job at this point in the draft. <laughs> And Jared Spurgeon goes after you. Ah, uh, man. I I want to take one more D, but the 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 crop is just so bad. <laughs> um, I don't really know who's at the top of your D list right now. The there top of my Jacob Slavin. The top of my D list is Vince Dunn, which I think I think is a reasonable pick. Like if he falls yeah. to me, I'll probably take him, but. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super thrilled about him either. Uh, Ryan Pulak is also up there. He gets tons of blocks. Um, yeah, not going to get a, my highest rated at this point. Yeah. doesn't, doesn't have a lot of, he's not going to get a lot of power play time now that, now that, uh, Noah Dobson has solidified himself there, but, 
Yeah. Um, when he did have it a couple of years ago, he was he was a monster, but not not quite as valuable offensively anymore. But if he stays healthy this year, though, like last year, a lot of people slept on him because he was hurt at the start of the year. But uh, he ended up being huge for me in a couple of my leagues. Yep. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm talking myself into Ryan Pulak now, actually. Yeah, my next guy after Pulak would be Matthew Dumba, which is an interesting one. I didn't honestly think that my uh, projections would like Dumba that much, but for this uh, this group of settings, I guess he kind of fills that pretty well. Um, not exceptionally well, but pretty well. He hits and he shoots and he blocks enough that uh, he fills the categories well and gives them that floor, and then... Um, you hope that he works his way into at least enough uh, 5v5 scoring, if not a ton of power play scoring. And he is actually a pretty good goal-scoring defenseman, um, which obviously goals worth more than assists in pretty mm-hmm. much every league. So Arturi Lekkinen goes off 5-8. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, missed uh, Nico Heischer at 15-7. Lekkinen, 15-8. Nugent Hopkins, 15-9, and we're back That's a you. great pick. Nugent Hopkins in the 15th sure. round. Uh, I think I'm actually gonna. Hmm. No, nah, I'm gonna go with a D. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ryan Pulak. I I I kind of talked myself into that. Now Solid. we're gonna. Uh, and now I'm I'm probably gonna go center with my last pick because I think I only have two centers. Uh, and I'll yeah we'll see. I don't know. I um. Oh, Nick Schmaltz was the guy I was gonna take actually. So, <laughs> so that's uh, not great. He's Cancel off the board. That. Um, Nick Schmaltz is a great pick, I think, um, especially Arizona has the second most off nights in the league. Um, so yep. uh, even though they're going to be just dog shit, him and <laughs> uh, him and Clayton Keller, I'll probably put up some points. So he's a nice he's another guy that I, I think I got him in like a cupful in one of the last rounds. So um, I like him a lot for sure. Yeah, I, I like the Schmaltz pick late there. Um, we've got now. Matthew Dumba and Jakob Vrana going off at the turn to Nimmer. Uh, really like uh, Jakob Vrana there. Obviously, I think at this point, uh, it's a bit more drafting at floor rather than at ceiling, uh, which is kind of where Vrana's been just because he's been such a elite level, really, 5v5 scorer for so long. Um, and then he's never convinced the coach to play him uh, <laughs> at a high enough level to really Yeah, it's convert. crazy. Um, all that potential into fantasy goodness. So when you're getting them in the 16th, um, well worth that shot that uh, this is finally the year uh, he works his way onto like a top power play and top line level deployment and turns in like a 40 goal year or something. I uh, love so that there. I went with uh, Logan Couture with my last pick basically to simulate what I would actually do in a real draft because uh, San Jose has four games in the first week. First week mm-hmm. is actually really weird. I think we'll probably touch on this at some point. Um, I just was looking at the schedule and there's, there's not a lot of games <laughs> in that yeah. first week. It's, it's crazy. There's um, less than half of the league play three or more games. Uh, there's even a couple, I think Winnipeg and uh, one other team only have one. Uh, and I, there's no Sunday games on that first weekend. So mm-hmm. it's uh it's a bit of a weird first week. So if you don't, uh, I know in the, in the patron league, I, uh, the way that I picked, I have a lot of guys that are not playing a lot of games next week. So I'm, I'm in a bit of trouble for week one. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I mean, I try not to go overboard with week one, but it is always nice to come out of week one with a W and feel um, feel confident about your team and the season and not feel panicked from week one. So if you can do that, it's nice. After your Couture pick, we get Damon Severson, Jakub Voracek, Andrew Mangiapane. Uh, I do like Mangiapane. Uh, he doesn't shoot a lot. He's more of a efficiency yeah. guy than a volume guy. Uh, so in a scoring system like this, I think, I mean, in the 16th round, that's totally, totally fine value for a guy who's probably going to flirt with 30 goals. Uh, Keandre Miller, that's an interesting pick in this, I mean, in the 16th round, why not? But um, yeah, some people are pretty high on him. I, I, uh, I mean, I've watched a little bit of preseason highlights and he's been jumping up in the rush a lot. I don't know if that's just because it's preseason or if he's trying to expand his game a, a bit, but he's, uh, uh, looks like he's he's pushing the pace offensively, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's a yeah. breakout coming. There could be. I like Miller a lot as a defenseman. I'm just uh, I worry about the upside with uh, Fox obviously locked into power yeah. play one, and then yeah. Truba also there. Um, just wonder if that limits his power play potential uh, throughout the season. Comes back to me here for my last pick and my second goalie. I'm going to take Jonathan Quick. Cal Peterson has been banged up. I forget the actual injury. Let's see if Fantrax has an update for us on what that injury actually is. Uh, oh, apparently he got back on the ice today for practice. So uh, maybe he's coming back. But uh, I think Jonathan Quick at the end of last year kind of played himself back into a 1A role at the least. And I think LA is going to be a wagon. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, I think Quick will get a few starts at the gate, and that's really all I'm looking for out of my goalies in the 16th round. So, uh, Logan Thompson goes 16-10, Von Provorov 16-11, and Mister Irrelevant with the last pick will be uh, Newcomb here to finish us off. I'm Let's gonna guess he's goes. going goalie because his two goalies are Forsberg and. Francis, oh, he did not. He went Mike Matheson. So Michael Matheson. You want to do? A, let's do a little zero G exercise here. So I'm looking at the goalies <laughs> that are left um, that did not get picked. We've got so uh, it, it, like uh, according to my rankings here, we got Jake Allen, who's going to be a volume starter in Montreal. They're not going to be mm-hmm. good, but in this format, um, if you make saves, you're you're going to get points. Yep. So uh, another guy, Philip Grubauer, he was who I tried to pick. So um, I think he's probably going to have a bounce back here. I wrote about that in my article. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Vamelka is another guy I wrote about. Uh, same situation. Arizona's going to be dog shit, but they're going to get destroyed in terms of shots, which means he's going to make a lot of saves. So um, he's totally reasonable to, to pick up. James Reimer is another guy that's still here. I don't know. There's there's a number. Ilya Samsonov is, is still available. He may take the starter's job at some point. Linus Allmark's another guy in that same situation. Spencer Knight, Alex Nedeljkovic. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of options here, guys. I I, I don't I, like now. I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling like I should have faded goalies a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah, I think there's lots of these guys, and um, we all know that there'll be uh, more that emerge throughout the season. Uh, last year, like for example, my Kakuffel team, which was my most successful team of the year, I took Frederick Anderson, but I traded him almost immediately for Mark Shifley. Um, I took Anderson in like uh, the double-digit rounds last year, 
in Kakuffle, and I traded him for Mark Shifley when Shifley started slow and Anderson was hot, and um, that worked out beautifully for me, basically, and I just rode Vanacek in quick, actually, uh, were two of the goalies that I played a lot, Reimer, and then picked up Huso for the stretch run, and he took me home, so um, there's definitely lots of ways to play it, and you should be, honestly, on the lookout for these guys. Somebody in your league is going to get these uh, zero-G goalies, and it's going to be a massive advantage for them. So it may as well be you. You may as well leave yourself room on your in your lineup to get those guys in uh, when they may emerge. So that's the way we like to play it. I Do you have any favorites uh, among these teams? Uh, any any that you want to talk trash about? Oh, uh, I'd have Josh? to take it. Oh, man, I'd have to take a look. I think... I like uh, the- yeah, yeah you go for it. You go for it. All right. Um, I mean, I like any of the teams, obviously, that uh, faded goalie a bit. I like uh, I like the swings on the unknown. So I, I've talked about this before in, in podcasts and articles and everything. But um, really, this is a game um, where upside helps more than downside hurts, except for maybe the first three or four rounds of your draft. Um, so I love taking the swing like... Uh, Evil Empire got Gabe Landeskog in the seventh round, and honestly, that's probably just an oversight. Like, I should have taken Gabe Landeskog before it got to that, um, because regardless, like, almost regardless of where he comes back, he's going to smash that level of ADP um, for what he's going to do for your lineup when he is healthy. Um, And it's not like, I I say this every time about injuries, but it's not like when he is injured um, that you're not going to be able to replace him in your lineup. You're going to have somebody else in there, we can talk about who's still available right now out there to just pick up and, and paste in for a bit. Braden Shen is out there, Victor Arvidsson, um, Alex Kalorn, Connor Garland, Jamie Ben, Anders Lee. Uh, there's lots of guys who will provide you uh, with a little bit of production right now to get you through until uh, Landis Scott gets back. And then when he does get back, you're just reaping the benefits of having taken um, plenty of uh, stars ahead of him, and then adding him to your core uh, later on in the draft. So I love, I love taking those swings. That's why I got McAvoy at seven four, like I uh, mentioned earlier. Uh, I love taking those swings on guys when you can get them at a good value, um, because when they do get into your lineup, they're act, they're like legitimate uh, matchup swinging level players and game changing players for your lineup. So. Um, love any of the teams that uh that took that approach uh you got anything uh with one of these teams yeah i'm looking uh the w- one that catches my eye is kenny um take taking some swings like you said um i think uh cole caulfield in round nine is a really nice pick i think caulfield's gonna have an awesome year um i wouldn't be surprised if he if he came out and scored 40 goals this year i would not be surprised whatsoever um Nichushkin in the 12th round that's a really nice pick as well um and then with his 14th and 15th picks we talked about Kalen Adams Addison uh, but also Maddie Beneers I think that's a really nice spot for Maddie Beneers in the mm-hmm. fourth round um he's gonna get all the time on ice this year um well I, I mean Seattle rolled lines last year but um he's gonna get tons of opportunity in terms of um what rookies typically get for sure I think and uh Seattle's offensive situation is just better this year, man. Like I I don't know why. I'm 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 pretty high on Seattle this year. Like I, I said on the last pod, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but 
I think they're um, they're going to compete uh, more than they did last year. Yep. No, I like that for sure. Um, I guess in terms of my favorite um, late round sleepers or values or whatever you want to call them, um, I do like Swayman in the 14th because I do think he has the potential to be like a top 10 goalie in this format if everything yep. breaks his way. Um, honestly, I'd, I could be convinced that Linus Allmark has that potential as well. Yeah. Um, but I think Swayman <laughs> gets first crack at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, that's for sure the reason that uh, Swayman is going down here, but that's also the kind of uncertainty that you want to embrace um, uh, later in your drafts because yeah. that uncertainty is what's pushing them down. It's not the talent of Jeremy Swayman that most people are concerned about. It's the situation. And so when you bet on talent um, with those late picks, like if you get one big hit out of your picks uh, 12th, 12th round on or something like that, if you get one big hit out of that, you're happy. If you get two big hits out of that, you're laughing. So you want to take guys in these later rounds who have the out, the upside to really outproduce uh, where you're taking them. So Swayman fits into that for me. Uh, I like Kuzmenko. Uh, seems yeah. like he's been getting some top power play run in Vancouver. Yeah, um, with, uh, with Besser out. With I think Besser he's out, taken yeah. his spot. Yeah, so I'm um, definitely open to him um, starting hot at the very least and definitely worth a 14th round pickup. Seth Jarvis on the top line, top power play in Carolina. Yeah. Um, I've been all over Jarvis this offseason as has pretty much everybody, to be honest. I, I can't <laughs> claim that that's my my take alone. Um, Sam Bennett in the 14th, I alluded to it. Uh, Bennett had been at the top of my queue for a while, but just the way this draft shook out for me getting Barkov and McKinnon in the first two rounds that I couldn't pass up, then it meant that I couldn't really afford to take on a, a third C only. Uh, so Bennett ended up being here. Um, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Arturi Lekin in the 15th round uh, to Dingle mm-hmm. dude. Cause um, I've been hard on, on, uh, on Lekin in, in my drafts this year. I know you have too. Um, and he's got that, really really nice deployment in Colorado um right now playing with with Ranton and McKinnon doesn't really get much better than that so um and I think he's gonna flourish he's he's uh he's a guy that just has never gotten opportunity and he's finally getting it in Colorado mm-hmm. yep absolutely love that um yeah in terms of the zero g teams I guess I'll run through the zero g teams for a second so you took Bobrovsky and Hart in the 10th and 14th. Obviously, Hart, you wanted to be Grubauer, so we can kind of mentally replace that if we want. Yeah, um, yeah I don't mind either of those picks. Bobrovsky's fine in the 10th for me um, as a starter for a really good team. And then any kind of volume starter that you're getting in the 14th or later, I'm happy with. So don't mind that at all. And then uh, for myself, I took Vanacek and Quick in this 15th and 16th. I don't expect to outperform anybody at the goalie position uh, for the first few weeks, but I do expect that by uh, the second month or so of the season, I'll be rolling with a league average goaltending situation. And then I hope that uh, throughout the year, I pick up the next Huso or Forsberg or whoever it is, and I start to turn that into an actual advantage. Um, Meanwhile, maintaining my skaters. Um, Evil Empire went Merzlikens in the 11th and Logan Thompson in the 16th. Don't mind that at all. Um, Merzlikens, volume starter. Columbus could take a step as a team this year. They're very young, um, so I don't mind that at all. Uh, Merzlikens, um, absolutely going to be a volume starter once again, and 
has flashed like big time um, potential, uh, has gone on long stretches where he's been absolutely dominant. So I do think that there's potential for Merzlikens to be that kind of top 10 goalie that we talk about, um, who could absolutely be a league winner from this 11th round draft position. Uh, Kenneth went Marc-Andre Fleury in the 10th and John Gibson in the 13th, two volume goalies. Um, Fleury, you expect to be successful in Minnesota, which is a good defensive team. Definitely love that. I don't think you're going to see Fleury at the 10-11 in a lot of drafts. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you can get him there, then more power to you. And then Newcomb drafting Forsberg at the 12-12 and Francois at the 15-1. I have been kind of telling people not to draft uh, Francois and Samsonov. Basically, what I view as the second half of those uh, potential tandems in uh, Toronto and Colorado. Just because I think it's... Like it's pretty clear to me that both Murray and Georgiev were brought in to be the starters, at least to start, yeah. um, to start the season. That is, um, so I think you're just going to be waiting and waiting and waiting for Francois or Samsonov to get their chance, and you're probably going to end up dropping them before you ever even really see what they're capable of. So I'm I'm more of the mind where I'll take a volume guy and hope he hits, um, and then probably even if Francois or Samsonov do hit and they do become like a volume guy there uh, they're going to be dropped before that even happens um, it'd be it would take a lot in my mind like they'd have to be absolutely lights out uh, for multiple starts to start the year for them to that quickly unseat Murray and Georgiev resp uh, respectively so uh, that's just how I've been playing those two net situations um, but uh, definitely like the Forsberg pick um yeah, like I've been saying, drafted him in Kakuffle as well. I'm drafting a lot of him everywhere. It seems to be my take, uh, our take, I guess, that Forsberg yeah. is the goalie to own in Ottawa. Yeah, could be a back-to-back zero-G gem. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else from these drafts that you want to touch on? I don't think so, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much drafted out at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got uh, we got a keeper league that we're starting up next week that will draft kind of just before the season yep. gets started. Uh, that's going to be my last draft of the season. It's Mine been fun well. um, getting through all our drafts and getting all this content out for everybody. Um, but that's going to be all we've got for this episode. Hopefully it brought you some value, helped you get a little bit better at fantasy hockey today. Many thanks to the band there there for supplying the music for the podcast. Be sure to check out their Spotify as well. And that's going to be it, folks. Much love. Have a good one. <laughs>